Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome to This Week in Production, the podcast. I'm your host, Art Aldridge, and joining me via the brand new to me Squadcast app, Mr. Dan Montgomery from Imagine Products. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. Just uh, give us a little overview on what I know what you guys do, but for the audience, tell us what Imagine Products does. Well, we're a software publisher and we've been in the M&E business since 1991 which means almost 30 years now. Um, and we started out doing video logging software back before, you know, digital stuff. It was all analog and... HD logger, right? It, well, before that, it was uh, the executive producer was the it was DOS logger, actually, for Division and those guys. And uh, it made its way into Mac and, and Windows and over time it got better and better on the analog part and it was all about saving time and all that for digitizing just selecting all your pre-selects before you digitized and then when the hd revolution came along we we latched onto that and started making uh, hd players and you know be able to play the video directly and and uh, we wrote the first uh, p2 kodak for quicktime for european format apple didn't have that yet and uh, we also did P2 Player and, and P2 Logger and all that kind of stuff for getting stuff off of P2 cards. And that morphed into things for Sony, their EX camera, their XD cam stuff. And these days we're doing mostly, um, you know, file manipulation, moving files from point A to point B, offloading, archiving, transcoding, playing, uploading to the cloud and those sorts of things. So. Uh, we've been around a while. We know all the big guys, and we know LTO stuff. We know, yeah. You guys are like the workflow glue. I mean, we use your Shotput Pro and our workflow to offload. I've talked about it many times uh, on the podcast, but it's sort of you. You have workflow tools that help productions, you know, get their job done. Right, and it's mostly pre-production type stuff. You know, that and the at the back end. So your your company, I I would assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, you would uh, fall under the category of a small business, would you? We do not have 500 employees, no. <laughs> so yeah, we're a small company. You're a small company, and how has the um, the COVID nineteen virus affected your your business at this point? Well, about uh, March. 15th somebody turned off the spigot so yeah our revenue went to zero but that's because most of the people that we sell to are using our products on the set and out in the field shooting and uh you know big productions and independent folks and dits and all those kind of folks that as they shut down and, and close shop then they didn't need our stuff for a while um, the good news of all this is that I think the big guys, you know, the Netflixes and folks like that, you know, they have funded projects. Um, so they have the money they have, they're just waiting on the all clear to, to restart, uh, the event stuff, you know, shooting things like you shoot probably, um, 
uh, you know, sports and, and those kind of things, you know, that's going to take a lot longer, I think, to, to recover. Um, so who knows? We, yeah, we're just, we're taking this time to, uh, pause and work on things that we, you know, have more time to, to work on now from our homes. Under, under normal circumstances. And, and I'll note that we're recording this on April 15th. Thank goodness. It's not tax day, really. <laughs> well, that's but, right. But April 15th, normally we would probably both be in Las Vegas, you as an exhibitor of, of the NAB show. And I would be there uh, this year as a um, attendee, as I've done for the past few years. How let's start with NAB show. How long have you been exhibiting there? This would have been our 30th year. 30 years you've been exhi exhibiting at NAB and how would you, I mean, I'm assuming since you've done it for 30 years that NAB is a big part of your, your marketing and your product visibility. Yes and no. Um, back in the beginning, in the you know early days, I would say the first 20 years, it, it probably drove 85% of our business. Um, and that's when you put that in perspective, that that's really before people started shopping on the internet and, and email was a novel thing and, and all those sorts of things. Um, and a lot of people went to NAB to shop, you know, and then they would buy in summertime. Um, and, you know, they got their budgets and they were figuring out what, what I'm going to spend my money on, you know. And uh, so June, July, August were really good months usually. In later years, I would say that that show has become more of a networking thing. And for us, at least, it, it's more about, you know, you know, renewing friendships and, and meeting people that, you know, in different groups. And, and there's been a whole lot of parties and there's been a whole lot of, you know, conference things and all that sort of stuff. I got to say that a lot of the, the companies that we deal with and, and we deal with all the, the manufacturers as far as the camera manufacturers and, and folks like that. Um, I'm also on the uh, IBM America's Council, which is the uh, International Association of Broadcast Manufacturers. So it's people that make, you know, the playout stuff and, and on and on and on all the different equipment things. We're the, we're the small company representative, I suppose. Uh, they wanted a cross section of the different types of things. But, um, you know, all, listening to those guys and, you know, and even the, the guy from uh, Imagine the Communications, the new Harris Corporation guys, you know, they've all been looking for ways to downsize their spending at NAB um, over the last few years um, because the huge booths costs so much money and and it it's a big expense uh, the bang for the buck just you know <laughs> you you got to be there for the visibility but on the other hand it's not about making sales it's truly a more of a marketing experience than it is anything else um, so how do you qualify the expense versus the return on your investment well for us, we try to uh, record a lot of things on, on the show floor in interviews and things like that and have that for 
you know, email blasts and blogs and, and, and get more than that four days out of it, you know, uh, for a longer term exposure. Um, same thing as when we go to visit user groups around the country and different things. Um, we also do IBC, the Amsterdam show in the fall, um, which is more of all the European and African and Middle East type, you know, customers and companies. Um, but, you know, that's really, again, it's more about the deal making and the handshaking and the, you know, the European show for us in the past had been more about dealers and signing up dealers and, and um, because most of that market tends to purchase instead of directly, they'll purchase through a, a, a reseller or distributor. Um, in the U.S., that's not true. There's, for us at least, it's mostly direct sales. But yeah, those two shows were a significant part of our marketing budget just because that's the way you reach people, you know. <laughs> Leading up to, because NAB was, was, I guess, wishfully hoping that they could have the show and they were not canceling the show until, I guess, the absolute last moment. But, you know, what sort of... What were you thinking as this, you know, COVID-19 was becoming more of a thing? Were you were you working on plan Bs for marketing or for outreach or what, you know, what was going through your head as this was all unfolding? Well, um, unless you're an exhibitor, you probably don't realize what how this all works, that you have to sign up for this a year in advance. Right. And you're making payments. You are, we've already paid for the booth. It was 100% paid for by January, I think, something like that, December maybe. Um, and then you've got all the other expenses. You've already booked all your, your lodging and your airfare and, you know, the, the stuff you're going to put in the booth and, and all the things that go with that is all sunk cost. Um, so th there's really from about january on <clears throat> there's no more things to spend money on you've already spent it all right <laughs> the only thing you're going to spend in april is for your meals when you're there so the calculation on all this stuff was safety of the employees and you know it, it wasn't really about what what kind of booth traffic are we going to get it really came down to is this a safe thing to be doing um, because you don't get any money back. It's all spent, you know. Um, when I heard that AJA pulled out, uh, I reached out to half a dozen companies that I know in the, the South Hall and said, look, you know, this looks like it's going to get bad. You know, <laughs> what are you thinking? You know, and everybody was pretty much on the same book. They were like, yeah, I don't know, you know, because NAB was hoping for the best and they're like, well, we're going to clean things more and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't think cleaning the doorknobs is going to help. Um, you know, you cannot social distance at a trade show. Not uh, of that size. Certainly. Right. You know, several of my employees have underlying health conditions and it's like, no, we're just, no. Um, so we were actually one of the first to pull out, I think. Um, and I just 
told NAB, I said, no, I can't, you know, we just can't do this. And, and they're like, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, so <clears throat> their contract does say that if they cancel the show that then you get money back, you have you know, a refund if less their expenses. Uh, I have to tell you, we haven't gotten a penny back yet. Do they give you most of your money back or is it all get applied to next year? How does that, or you don't even know because they haven't specified. In the early part of this, about the time that we pulled out, the dominoes were starting to fall. The big guys were starting to say, no, I can't risk this. My employees, our insurance won't let us, our blah, 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 blah. And they were twisting their arms and saying, well, we'll give you, you know, so much back as long as you agree to exhibit next year or, you know, or give you 50% credit toward next year or, or sign a three-year contract or something. You know, they, they were trying to leverage it. And, you know, and, and, and I appreciate they were in a difficult position. You know, I mean, there's a lot of money involved in all this stuff. Um, and a lot of that money goes to the convention center. It's not just NAB, you know, it's not the organization that has the money. It's a big, big machine. I mean, it's a big machine for for all the economies, the, the hospitality, the unions out there, the NAB, you know, organization itself, plus, you know, all the uh, ancillary uh, revenue that comes in, the cab drivers and everything. Yep. It's a huge deal. And, you know, we've, over the 30 years, we've survived the, uh, you know, the, the SARS thing and the, the dot-com failures and the, you know, 9-11 thing and all these, you know, cascading events that happened. But it wasn't that, you know, even with the SARS, people weren't afraid to go to the show. You know, this is totally different, and this is worldwide. Um, and, and that that was my message to NAB, as I said, look, guys, you, you know, it's not your fault. It's not our fault. It's a pandemic. Let's figure out how to get through this, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, we're a tiny company compared to some of the big guys. Um, but all the big guys are hurting, too, because they're not selling cameras. They're not, you know, nobody's buying stuff and you know they could really use some of that refund money right now too <laughs> you know um but yeah i mean it, it was obvious you know the iabm helped the nab do their nab express that whole online type of virtual thing but uh virtual trade show but i don't <laughs> Personally, I don't see that being a, a real replacement long term. I mean, first of all, you know, NAB is what fifteen hundred exhibitors or something like that. It's it's huge, um, and just getting fifteen hundred, you know, exhibitors to make virtual booths and post a bunch of stuff, and then you have to organize it in a manner that people can search through it and figure out what they want to look at and. <laughs> spend time on you know <laughs> um i know that every year uh i would look at the nab attendance i would do a big presentation for my user group and i would always look at the attendance figures and i knew over the past 10 years you know the the attendance pretty much was on a slight downward uh trend i mean were you looking at those and saying i don't know if you know we need to do this or not i like i'm not sure if it's still worth it well we did actually um 
downsize from a uh, 400 square foot booth to a 200 square foot booth. We had a freestanding with the hanging sign and all that stuff for, I don't know, five years, I think. Um, and we went back down to 10 by 20 because, we, you know, be, being there and having a place to meet people and talk to them and all that stuff was more important than, you know, the physical big blah, blah. Because Apple, Apple had a very big presence in the early, you know, final cut days and they had a huge booth and they generated a huge amount of traffic. And probably I would say at the, at their peak of popularity, they decided "Eh, we're not going to do the show anymore. I mean, how did you look at that move? Did you look at that move at the time? If you remember and be like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> they took half of the lower or fourth of the lower hall, South Hall. Um, I think to me, more concerning or cons- yeah, that bothered me more was when some of the big broadcasters pulled out, like ABC and NBC and some of those guys said, no, we're not going to send as many people anymore. That was kind of telling that they didn't see the value in those people going, you know, spending all that money to, to attend even, you know, just last year, was it, or the year before red pulled out, you know, in their defense, they said, well, we're going to spend our money on Cinegear because that's where our real customer base is. It used to be, you know, that being a small company, we always thought, well, we can't compete with the big, the big guys on glitz and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but it used to be that people would shop for the small companies and it was kind of like, you know, going the back alleys of St. Thomas or something, you know, they were looking for the little shop that had the, Oh, wow, look at this. I found this, you know, widget or whatever. And, um, that was kind of an interesting phenomenon that, that they really did like finding the small companies and not, you know, after you figured out what the new thing from Avid was and the new thing from Sony and whatever, then you were, you know, going to go look for what's new. Um, I can remember some of the NABs having um, some of the press come through that, you know, our trade magazines come through and say, what's new? We're looking for something with sizzle that there wasn't, it was just kind of more of the same this year. There wasn't anything, you know, it's conceivable, and and I, I think you hinted to this um, <clears throat> previously, but it's conceivable looking at your roadmap for the next six months that you may not be at any trade shows, right? Do you do you do Cinegear normally? Yes. You do? So has Cinegear been canceled at this point? I don't know if the show has, but we're not going. So you're not going to go to Cinegear. Um, you go to IBC. I've seen you at IBC, and I do like that show. Um, and I don't know if I've heard anything, but have you pulled out of that show as well? Yes. Okay. So looking at your, you know, sort of six month roadmap now, you're not going to be at any shows. They, these shows may not be happening, and I'm guessing not. But so, how does that change your marketing plan? Um, we'll be spending a lot more money with Google, with Google Ads, and you know, electronic type stuff like that. Um, we discovered that Google ads actually work. Um, I, I always thought I, I'm not one that clicks on those, <laughs> or at least I don't think I do. But um, yeah, if, if you're looking for something, they're pretty handy to 
you know, hey, you're looking for, here's a guy that sells that kind of stuff, you know, that pops up and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Um, I have to say that looking behind the curtain and what they do is very interesting that they, they've got it down to real science, you know, behind all that stuff. Um, and we, we started doing those back in the fall and, um, and we did see a boost in sales because of that. We'll, we'll be doing more things like that. It's not, you know, there's a difference between attending a trade show and exhibiting in a trade show. Um, you know, last year we did not have a Cinegear booth. I just attended. I had several meetings set up. Um, I, when I say I pulled out of IBC, I pulled out of exhibiting you know, because, you know, again, the safety issue, but, but in that case, it was more of a, um, a financial decision because, you know, they, one of their deadlines was coming up toward the end of this month is, oh, if you don't cancel before then, then it's going to, it's 50%, you know, instead of 25% or something. And, Okay, so you're making decisions based on financial impact of waiting or not waiting to see what happens. If by June we have a vaccine and it's safe and everybody can go, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we'll probably send somebody to IBC. You know, one thing that I think is interesting right now is with like NAB, they always, you know, and people probably don't know this either, is that they have you sign up ahead of the actual show for next year. So they were pre-selling 2021 booths or would have been in March, um, getting you to sign contracts. And the first deposit was due right after this show was over. And there's none of that going on right now. Um, so I don't, I don't know what they're, you know. <laughs> like everything that's being impacted from this uh, COVID-19 virus, I think people are going to start to evaluate every aspect of work in terms of travel. Like, do we need to travel to do a face-to-face meeting or is, you know, these Zoom conferences good enough? Can we still get our job done? So I think everything from a business standpoint is on the table. Will you take this sort of six-month period and evaluate your ongoing plans or are you already committed like for NAB for next year? Uh, like you're decided you're going to go and just see what happens. Like I said, there's been no contracts for 2021 right now. Anyway, um, the way, the way the trade shows generally work for booth for signing up for booths is you get points for how many, you know, how many square feet you had in the past. And, well, you know, you continue. And if you keep going year after year, you get, you acquire more points and that gives you priority in choosing your place, you know, and, and where your booth's going to be and that kind of stuff. If you wait till later, my point is that if you don't sign up before NAB show ends, that in the past, this is the way they did it. You know, if you don't sign up by the last day of NAB, then the price goes up per square foot. And so the longer you wait to contract the space, the more expensive it becomes. I think a lot of companies, I know we are, are taking a wait and see attitude about the whole thing. You know, but I think your question is how important is the show to us? 
and it is it's important from a networking standpoint but you know honestly i can make those appointments without having a show a floor presence um it just gives you a convenient place to to hook up with people um, do you, do you see any trends happening in this kind of work from home production business that you're going to try to adapt into your products we're definitely going to do some more things along the cloud line of things but you know a good chunk of our business is people that were in the acquisition portion of the whole thing. And so you got to go run around in the jungle of Africa to go shoot stuff. And that's not going to change. You got to take a camera and, you know, you know, being on set and some of that stuff, maybe um, that'll change a little bit, but I think, you know, it's all about, you know, speed and what makes sense um i don't personally i don't see the cameras anytime soon getting to be a direct upload to the cloud or direct you know that kind of thing i think it's still because they have to have the really fast media locally that it's still going to be a transfer process of some kind to get from that to you know their ingest point i wouldn't want to be uh, selling the hard disks, though. I wouldn't want to be Seagate or uh, Western Digital because I think that's plateaued. I think you're going to see that, you know, that's not going to increase. Uh, cloud is definitely going to be here to stay um, just because of the convenience and all that stuff. But, the, you know, a lot of it's cost prohibitive for long term. Um, so you have to make a balance between all those things. What, How long do you need it? I know from my own production business, we're looking at ways to try to adapt. And, and I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, Dan, thanks for you know taking some time to talk about uh, our industry and its future. I wish I had the uh, crystal ball. I don't have it. Do you? Or a vaccine. <laughs> or a vaccine. It'll come back in some form. I, I, I just think that in the end, if nothing else, we've learned that, you know, we do need to take, you know, uh, sanitation and cleanliness, you know, and, and being a little more careful about who you shake hands with and washing your hands and all that kind of stuff. You, you're going to see a drop in flu stuff probably, you know, and things like that. I would hope that that's the very least that comes out of this is that we're cleaner as a society. But how the, you know, how are the trade shows going to happen? I don't know. I just, I think that somewhere along the line, it's probably going to take a little different format, you know, to, to be a little more social distancing, but yet have that ability to, to go shop around and see things, just not get shoulder to shoulder. As an attendee, I, I can say that I like going to, I, I go to NAB and I go to IBC almost every year and there's some local ones that I go to, but I like going for the reasons that you said. It's the networking part. It's some, some things you need to physically see and touch, not just see a picture or a video on YouTube. And that part of it, I think still has value, but I do think Perhaps the scale, as you as you said, the scale is going to have to change. It might be smaller, and well, 
you know, when we started this business, there was a video expo. Do you remember that show? Well, they did half a dozen of them around the country. And they were about the size of one of the halls at NAB, something like that, or three-fourths of one or something. Um, but that might be the future. That might be, instead of one big massive thing, having smaller regional-type events. I don't know. We'll see. Well, Dan, I don't know when I'll see you in person again, but again, thank you for uh sharing some of your uh, insight and certainly your time and uh, we'll uh, hopefully see you at a trade show soon all right well thanks for having me and now for a different perspective on nab i turn to my next guest lou lita who at this moment we should be in las vegas preparing for nab 2020 absolutely bags would have been packed cash counted credit cards unmaxed Ready to go. Yeah. We uh, we would have been golfing tomorrow. Correct. And then we'd have uh, many days and nights filled with uh, tequila and equipment and Gordon Ramsay. It would have been uh, succulent, satisfying, and smoking good time. Wow, I like that. The three S's. Mm. So we're not obviously at NAB. And, and I was I was speaking to uh, someone that you know as well, Dan Montgomery from Imagine oh, yes. Products. Yep, and, Imagine and Products. Dan actually was probably the first person I knew who withdrew as a exhibitor at the conference. Right, that's right. He was one of the first, I remember. Prior that, yeah. to the NAB show being canceled. But I, I was talking to him about whether from the exhibitor, from his perspective as an exhibitor, if he felt the show would have a future. And, you know, he did have some mixed feelings on it and, you know, basically said that, you know, he doesn't justify the show just uh, from sales because it doesn't really work out to be effective that way. But he looks at it more like it's it's business development, it's it's relationships, mm, branding, it's image. Where do you fall on the value of the show as an attendee? Well, it, it's almost like you know, in life, what is absolutely necessary. I mean, if you strip it down, you know, you need food, air, water, shelter. You know, and and you could exist, but is not is life not worth living and partaking and enjoying what's available to you, whether it's travel or meeting other people or just changing scenery. So you know, I look at it in some ways, it's just it's just a, it's a kind of a tradition, you know, something to do every year, and you know, have purpose, have reason, certainly have fun and golf and have nice meals and catch up with friends, but. You know, we are in this industry and it is ever changing and certainly will be changing even more dramatically after everything that's going on right now. So, I, you know, I, this decision isn't up to me. I mean, I'm just a guy that makes a living with a video camera, but, well, you know, I'd well, hate to see it go away. But, yeah, you know, but I, I'm, if you had to think about it strictly, because I, I agree with you, it is more than just going to see equipment. It's more than just, you know, going hmm. to Las Vegas. It's it's a, a combination of things that make the event work. And I think most attendees and even some exhibitors would fall into that category as, you know, Dan Montgomery did uh, share uh, earlier. But if you had to evaluate it, uh, you know, strictly on your ability to 
use it to make business decisions about equipment and and um, buying or renting or not buying? You know, where does it fall? Um, I would say it, I could survive. My business could survive. I could make decisions without ever going again. Um, you know, there's just so much information readily available. I know so many people, including yourself. And I mean, everybody brings their own bit of knowledge to this business. And, you know, I certainly can ask any number of people, hey, what did you hear about this? And maybe they knew somebody that knew somebody. So, you know, we can gather information without having to fly to Las Vegas to do it. Um, so, you know, from that regard, I, I think I could continue to prosper without ever going back to NAB. That doesn't mean I wouldn't want to, because I do enjoy it. And I know, you know, having gone for so many years, I always left NAB kind of reinvigorated, you know, seeing equipment, seeing all the demos and all the new technology and all the possibilities. It's, it's kind of like a reset button and you kind of get, uh, you know, fired up. You know, you see all this amazing, incredible um uh, you know, creativity in front of you and you kind of want to go and have a piece of that. I would actually put a little more importance for me to see equipment, to see the latest things, to be able to see them firsthand, because honestly, I don't trust a lot of these YouTubers. Oh, well, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, like I wouldn't just go buy a camera without ever having seen it. If NAB were to, you know, come back next year, which I expect it to, but let's mm -hmm. say that NAB came back in a different type of uh, scenario. Maybe they didn't have all the camera manufacturers. You know, maybe mm. maybe there was less uh, exhibitors. Maybe there were more, you know, social distancing requirements. Would you still, you know, go? Would that still be appealing? Um, I guess I would have to see the state of affairs at that, you know, maybe say next January, February, um, you know, to feel comfortable. I mean, th there's no doubt that, you know, the way we look at everything we've done in our life up to this point is going to change until we feel like we're back to normal. And it's hard to say what normal is right now, just because we're right in the middle of things. Um, you know, I wouldn't rule it out. I again, mm -hmm. I, you know, I enjoy... I enjoy travel. I enjoy a change of scenery and I do enjoy, you know, running into a lot of people that I know and, and seeing the equipment. So, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't rule it out. So let's say it is now April, 2021. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's no vaccine for COVID-19. Mm. People are still practicing social distancing it's a little mm -hmm. more relaxed, but there's no vaccine at this point. How do you feel about, you know, getting on a plane and going to a trade show with potentially 100,000 people? Mm, I'm not really feeling great about it, you know, because I would assume we'd be in similar circumstances unless, you know, I get tested and I'm, I've already determined I've had it or you know, I'm not vulnerable to it. I, you know, again, I think this is still kind of a work in progress. I, I would say I would lean to towards not. I'm not sure what your buying plans were, but has the whole COVID-19 put a halt on capital expenditures for digital video and consulting? Uh, I would say yes. I mean, right now, I, you know, I've, I have had a couple of projects and 
been fortunate to have gotten some work done and some billing. And I, you know, I do have some outstanding invoices that, you know, theoretically will be paid. But at this point, I'm being cautious. Now, that doesn't mean that I may not have to reevaluate my business and maybe buy equipment or buy some technology that I'm maybe I'm not even aware of at this point, you know, to continue to, to do business. So, but there was really nothing super duper pressing for me to buy. You know, I'm always looking for storage. I'm always looking at, um, you know, lighting, audio, maybe lenses, but you know, I'm pretty satisfied with the equipment I have right now. Um, so it's not like, you know, sometimes I, I try to go to NAB with the attitude. I don't know what I don't know. And when I get there, maybe there's going to be something I know that when that I'll go, Hey, you know what, maybe I need this or, Hey, this is cool. Like I did that. I think with you a couple of years ago, I discovered that it'll Chrome slider right. and I bought it on the spot and right. I've loved it and it's worked really well for me. So I always expect something like that to pop up, but there was no big major capital expenditure on the books um, for me. Well, I, I will say I have watched a few of these webinars and I will mm -hmm. say that if we're going to have to live with this for a while as the mode of disseminating information about products, that the producers of said webinars should bring their A plus game. Because if you don't have it really dialed in, I feel the tolerance for technical ineptness mm. is very mm. low. Very low. Like for for example, I watched one today about or yesterday about a uh, streaming encoder and decoder set, and they mm -hmm. had someone from New Jersey and they had someone in Sweden, and they couldn't get the stream to be solid from Sweden. And so they were trying to promote their own product by using their own product. Is that what you're saying? I believe they were, but even if they weren't, like if you're selling a streaming product, even if you're not using it, you better be able to pull off a stream or it, your credibility goes way down. Yeah, you're 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 undoing everything you think you're trying to do. Yes. Well, on that note, Mr. Lulita, oh. I will bring this podcast to a close. Thank you for chiming in with your opinions on the NAB show. Thanks to Dan Montgomery for his opinions on uh, his perspective as a exhibitor. And I don't know when we'll see each other physically. We'll I know. probably see each other on Zoom soon, but it's the state of the state that we're in. Exactly. And as always, it's been stirring, splendid, and superb. Wow, look at that. I leave, you brought I leave it you with full that. circle. Full circle, bookends, Wow. Baby. <laughs> wow, you better get on the road. <laughs> you, you know when there's a will, there's a way. Do you have something to say? Drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. Or even better, call our new TWIP voice mailbox and leave us a message. 601-564-TWIP. That's 601-564-8947. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on This Week in Production. Thanks for listening.